what I wouldn't do to be 10 years old again. The year was 1999, and my infatuation with horror was just starting to take hold of my life. At that juncture, I was being molded by what I idolized. Hair metal, hip-hop, MTV, wrestling, but most of all, scary movies. My infatuation, which my parents I assume thought was a phase, eventually grew into something much larger. A passion. A passion that has given me an identity and a sense of belonging. I'm not sure if my passion would have taken such a strong foothold in my life if it wasn't for the movie we're talking about today. The movie that captivated and terrified me at 10 years old and still remains one of my favorites. Daniel Myrick and Eduardo Sanchez's The Blair Witch Project. It was released to audiences in 99 and it changed the way directors make movies, changed the way production companies marketed their film, and it changed the way audiences engaged into movies. Blair Witch led audiences to believe that the movie they were watching was indeed found footage from lost campers who were killed by a supernatural being. I can't explain how fast this movie spread. It was groundbreaking. People honestly thought these people were dead. Internet was nowhere near what it is today back in 99. Fact checking on Google and hopping on IMBD pages just weren't a thing. That's why the marketing team were geniuses for the Blair Witch. They had a pretty extensive website in 1999 that explained the legend of the Blair Witch and the legend of the missing campers. It made viewers feel if they were a part of something bigger than them. Now, in a post-internet 9-11 world, it's kind of hard to believe that people were so naive, but I was there. I was one of them. Just a 10-year-old boy who became addicted and borderline obsessive to the whole story. What a time to be alive. Now, there's a lot of ambiguity regarding the budget for this movie, but numbers say anywhere from 250000 to 500000 Even if we assume it's 500000 they cleaned house, bringing in a box office gross of $248 million. Now, I understand that not everyone enjoys this movie, but there's no way you can't respect it. The Blair Witch is undoubtedly a pillar of horror, and it changed the way films are made forever. So, providing that I don't overdose on nostalgia over here, what do you say we take a minute to unpack our tent, check the map, dive right into our take on The Blair Witch Project. He's about to say it. He's about to say it. Is he gonna say it? Boom! Oh my god, he said it! Welcome to the Sloppy Horror Podcast. I am your host and your scary movie companion, Christian Ramey, and I am here with the best producer in the world, Ozark Mark. What's up, Mark? I'm feeling uh, pretty uh, pretty good here today. How are you, Mr. Uh, Christian Ramey? I'm feeling great, man. We're in the new studio here. I mean, same location, but upgraded. I don't know if you if you viewers will have a, a much of a difference, but we've definitely got an upgrade here. It's later than usual, and uh, I'm happy to be here to talk about one of our favorite movies together. This is another movie that Ozark is well-educated on, because as Ozark has stated... Ozark really likes horror movies, but he's not a nerd. Nope, okay? not a nerd. I myself am kind of a fucking nerd, a big and that's nerd. okay. Big nerd. But we are both a little nerdy about this movie, so this should be a very fun episode to unpack everything. Um, it was a movie we were alive for, so that does make a huge difference. It does make a huge difference. <laughs> <laughs> it does, and I mean, there's movies that scared me that came out before I was alive. And, you know, I was born in 89. Mark, you're like 92, correct? No, I'm 91. 91. 91, I'm sorry. Yeah, he's about to be 30. So I was, uh, th- this movie came out in 1999. Very different from any episode that we've done before. Yes, yes. 
Mark actually recommended this very early on, and I said, of course, we're going to do a Blair Witch episode, and he's like, nah, like, let's do it now. Let's I didn't make- say that. Yeah, he did. No, I didn't. I said it would be a good idea to talk about a pillar of horror, because that's what you want to talk about, the one that revolutionized found footage forever. Mark, this isn't just a pillar of horror. This is a pillar of cinema. It And most people, I mean, most people that were alive in that time frame understand, and there was a lot of people that trashed the movie as well, but it really changed the way that people market movies, changed the way that they filmed them, and nowadays people are very... Uh, watching something uh, through a shaky cam is normal. We watch TikToks, we watch things on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, whatever. People are cameramans all the time. Horrible cameramen. Yeah. Or woman, you know, whatever. You know, whatever you got between your legs. There's a whole subreddit dedicated to called Kill the Cameraman for, like, videos that could have been so cool, but the cameraman's just the worst. They just (laughs) pan away at the worst (laughs) moment. And then sometimes somebody will post a video that's not in that, but then they'll put it in the comments and say, like, kill the cameraman. (laughs) It's like... I agree with about half the videos I've seen on YouTube so far in my lifetime. So uh, Ozark Mark is very correct with the found footage. This sparked a lot of it. And for you people who weren't alive, and maybe that's some of you. Maybe that's some of you listening. I don't know who's listening, or maybe you weren't old enough. But in 1999, the Internet, very much in the babe stages, I mean, you're a dial-up. Oh, it's nothing compared to what it is now. Correct. I mean, you you were on dial-up. You couldn't use the telephone in your house if you were on the internet. And you didn't have the internet in your pocket. Yeah, and you know how long it would take to like get to a website. I mean, seriously, probably every bit of like two and a half minutes to like get it there, load up all the pictures, and to get to what you wanted to do. Especially back in the day when you were IMing. Yeah. When you were I am in bitches and they send you a picture and you just see it slowly loading down <laughs> bar by bar. Uh Ozark Mark is a frequent of the word bitches. He loves it. I love it. <laughs> he loves the call. Man, I love bitches. It's a fun word, man. And it's I, not offensive. It is not to, today. It is. To, no, it's not. It is. No, I, I, I think you don't leave your house enough. And that's okay because I don't either, but it's a pretty rocky climate out there. Well, that's there. fine, because I'm not leaving a house when I say it, so it's fine. That's true. And I know Ozark Mark. He always has good intentions. So I got good intentions for these bitches. Yeah, and, and, and let's be honest. He was talking about back in the day, so maybe he's speaking of people that actually are. So we don't know. You never know. But 1999, yes. internet kind of takes off like a craze on certain websites, and the Blair Witch Project was one of those. Um, this movie was led to believe that it led the audience to believe that it was real that it was 100% real that these people died and they gave a whole history of who they were where they went to school and then they told a little history about the Blair Witch it was a very interactive website for 1999 now it looks like a PBS kids game like not the same content but just like the level of is the <laughs> software website, is the website still exist I, I don't know maybe you could still find it maybe you could still find it but that was, it, it took off like a craze. Um, not really sure if this movie could have worked at any other time frame than what it did. But when it did, it really did. It just took over the whole world and it made movies different. 
it made the way people said, hey, we can market this like, A, it's real, or we can hit the internet heavy. That wasn't a thing before. You know, before it's like, you know, we have TV commercials, newspaper ads, that kind of thing. This was almost like an underground thing. This is for a couple people who were on the internet like, yo, these guys died and they're going to release the footage in a movie. Yeah. And you think about it too, right, is it's 1999, so you said the internet was very young at this point. The internet now, I mean, you know, you look, you believe like maybe 20% of the stuff you read half the time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can tell when something's stupid or bogus or whatever, but I'm sure back in 1999, whatever people saw on the internet, they had a higher chance of believing up to like at least more than 50% of what you read on the internet. I don't think people understand too, I mean, in a weird way. I think the country, in a sense, I mean, everything was very naive pre-9-11. I mean, it really was. Like, just it, people didn't question things as much. Like, you can watch, like, an action movie, and the dude shoots a car, and it blows up like it was, like, a nuclear bomb, and people are like, yeah, that's what happens when you shoot the gas tank. Nowadays, people are like, oh, that would never happen, or this could. People are a lot more speculative, you know, and, and – and one sad reason is, you know, when you see crazy stuff on TV already, you kind of have an expectation of what's real. So the Blair Witch Project was able to deliver a very realness, something that something that seems so real. So let's talk a little here about the cast, okay? A lot of you maybe are familiar with this, and maybe a lot of you aren't. So I'm going to talk to you as if you have no idea, all right? The three actors who starred in this, you have Heather Donahue, uh, Michael C. Williams, and then uh, Joshua, what's that guy's last name, Joshua's? Um, it's either Leonard? Leonard, yeah, or Joshua. Len- or Leonard, depending on where he's from. It's not Leonard, it's Leonard. Um, yeah, <laughs> Joshua say, Leonard. Can we say Leonard? <laughs> it's way funner to say Leonard. Leonard. Joshua Leonard. Joshua Leonardo. Okay. If he so, was Italian, he'd be way cooler. He he would be cooler. Would have made it a f- Leonardo. I tell you, witch, get out of these woods right now. I'm not going over that log. <laughs> so what? When they hired these guys, these guys weren't and one lady, but guys. When they hired them, they had regular daytime jobs. They were college students. They were starting off actors, just hoping and wishing. And they hired on to this, and they used their real names. That's their real names. So in the movie, they use their actual names. Now, Heather Donahue kind of gets more of the credit. You really know her last name more. But Josh and Mike, everybody knows the three. Mm -hmm. And this very much, I liken this to Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You remember how we discussed how they didn't have a very skilled, or I don't want to say skilled because they made a great movie, but a very experienced cast. So they work for kind of cheap, they're very naive, and they'll agree to a bunch of dumb shit. And this is the case in this, like sleeping in the woods for fucking eight days. I mean, the movie was eight-day shoot. They weren't in the woods, every one of them. But these people actually slept in the woods and shit. Yeah. These directors didn't give these actors like a full insight on exactly what was going on. They would just give them little cards from time to time, and they were told to keep these cards from one another. So they were told to just pretty much react to whatever was going to happen with what was ever on their cue card, which was very, uh, you know, vague. It, <laughs> well, the improv is is really fantastic. 
I mean, yes. it's un it's unreal. Now I don't know how easy it is to improv, but I'm sure it's hard to improv the way they did because, like you said, they had cue cards, so they knew that the directors and the crew were gonna fuck with them and create these situations for them to react to, right? Yeah. So they have that back in your meal or feeling of your mind, like you're gonna be okay. But they he said, you know, I think it was Mike in a panel thing he was talking about. He said. Uh, He's like, you know, I know that this is a situation that they're going to fuck with me at this point, but I just got to turn that off and act like it's real and believe it's real. Yeah, yeah. And Believe the scenario. You know, them not knowing, and that's what I think made their reactions to each other so real. Because I could relate to all of their reactions mostly. Because they reacted just how they should, like how you would expect them to react you know what i'm saying exactly yeah how else would you and they're young they're naive they're trying to make something they really put these people in the woods they're staying out there they weren't eating great they had them like eating not a lot and they were all getting pissed off with each other and they all i mean they made it work but mark's absolutely right when you watch you see a very raw emotion amongst all these actors and it's real it's real kind of what they're going through. They don't know what's coming next, and it's very kind of cruel punishment, but there's this thing in horror. I mean, I'm sure it's happened in other movies too. But listen, listen, okay. Even if, even in, this is back in 1999, right? Yeah. It's 2021 now. Sure. You pay me $1,000 a day. I'll sleep out in the fucking woods for eight days, only eat power bars and act. That's 1000 bucks a day. Yeah. Oh, that's like how much? How many? How many hours would it take for you to make a thousand dollars in one day? More than twenty-four, I'm guessing. So, there's the you. You know what you're going into, and I know you're going to get pissy and bitchy because you're going through this. But shit, I mean, yeah, man, don't feel bad for them at all. I don't think they were tortured at all in well, any sense. Well, or trying to. I, like, I here's where I do sympathize to some degree. Um, the point. The point that I was getting at was, like, sometimes in horror, these people, uh, like William Friedrich, when he made The Exorcist, um, there's a point where the priest, um, there's Father Marin and Father Karras. So Karras is sitting there, and the phone rings, and it's like it really shocks him, and it's a very shocking scene. But to make him turn his head like that, William Friedrich just fired a fucking shotgun, like, (laughs) he didn't know he was going to fire it. You know? (laughs) Like... They did these crazy things, like we mentioned, too, in The Shining, how uh, Stanley Kubrick really fucked with Shelley Duvall in that movie. And she's like, looks terrified in that movie. And some of that shit's really real. Yeah. Um, we talked about the baby bear boons and how they really fucked with that girl in The Omen. Like, yeah. there's a shit that they did in horror. And I don't, I'm not educated enough in all film like I am horror. I don't know how much they did this shit in other movies, but it looks like The Blair Witch just got its fair dose of, uh, Scary, panicky shit that you get in horror. Mm-hmm. The one thing I feel bad, though, is that they use their names, and it kind of fucked up their career. So Joshua Leonard, he was he managed to, I think he did the best out of all of them as far as managing an acting career. Um, so he's he's been in a couple smaller films. You, I, I don't even know what fucking movies he has been in. It's going to take me a second for it to come up. But you know who he's married to? No. So you might, did you watch that movie, The Goon? 
the one that had Stifler in it, Sean William Scott, yeah. he was a hockey player. Mm-hmm. You remember his girlfriend in that? Like the girl that he ended up dating? Um, I don't know. Was she hot? Simmy, yeah. Yeah. She was drinking beers and shit with him. Oh, okay. That's her? Yeah, that's his wife. Oh, good for him. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. Good for you. Yeah, getting slime on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it is slime, man. What is that? <laughs> that's such a funny part in this movie. There are a lot of funny parts. And because if you're, I feel like if you're a dude or if you're a girl, same thing, but I feel like their frustration that they display, <laughs> like I can relate to it so much. Like the, let's for instance, when uh, they're first crossing the uh, stream or the river or whatever, and that's that long, big log. So Josh has to sit there and he's going first and he's just crawling like hands and knees. And, you know, he's like really focusing on not trying to fall in. And then Heather's just back there like, imagine what it's going to be like when we get to the graveyard. And he's like, we shut the fuck up. No, she says, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, she's like, it's going to be great when we get there. And he's just just full-blown, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's a funny part to me? It was kind of similar to that later on in the movie after they've been trekking in the woods for a while. Um, and I'll give you a little synopsis uh, after this. But they're walking through the woods for some time, and they have to cross this river. And uh, he fucking gets wet, and he goes, don't go that way. I just went that way. I got my shit wet. I'm telling you, don't go that way. <laughs> and they go that way, and they all get wet. <laughs> so for those of you who are unfamiliar with the Blair Witch Project, this is shot as if in, um, you know, they're, it's like with camcorders, right? And it's filmed by the three of them, and they're college students. And what they want to do is go out into the woods and well, first they go to Blair, Maryland, where the witch uh, legend is from, and they go around the town asking people before the movie really gets into the scary parts. They go around the town asking people if they know about it, um, and they they have a couple little interviews with town people. Not too creepy, kind of cool. Just seems like a college student film project. So then these fuckers go out into the woods to do some research, and they camp. And then they're they're going to go to some graveyards. They're out in these woods, and they want to just do some cool shots. And uh, they, they manage to find these graveyards in these little locations, but once they're out there, they can't get their way out. And they have to keep camping for nights on end. And every night, shit just keeps fucking with them. And then eventually, one of them goes missing when they wake up. And then that leads to the conclusion of the movie. So it's pretty, It's such a simple concept when you talk about it. You know, if somebody hates this movie, they'll be like, oh, you mean the three jerk-offs in the woods that just walked around forever? If you look at it like that, yeah, you'd probably hate this movie, I'm I'm assuming. but It doesn't seem like actors when they're talking, though. Like you said, the how you pointed out where it's just like, will you shut the fuck up? It's not like, it's not like overacting. These people are just kind of talking with you. It's what it would be like, the conversations you would have if you were lost in the woods. It's it's really the, the realness of it is is what makes it so great and it's it's not like other all the other found footage movies that you probably watch like i don't know what's that that cloverfield one that the paranormal yeah. activity the the you know all the found footage movies don't compare to this because they didn't have any special effects no cgi they weren't they were actually camping out there for 8 days like they were actually living what they were acting pretty much and it made it 
and it, it just works. It's, it's crazy. And I can't tell you how many times I've watched this movie and I always still, I always still get into it. Like I start believing it again for a second, even though I, I know it's fake. Yeah, man. And I always get sucked into it too. And I, and I'm telling you, there's some scenes where I get a little bit, that feeling in my stomach, that unsettling, like kind of nervous a little bit, especially when they go into the house, even though I know it's fake, I've seen it a million times, but it still does what it, if you watch does, this you alone I mean? in your house, you're like, all right. You I'm... have to watch this alone in your house. <laughs> yeah, it's fun, man. It's fun. I watched it at home. I watched it uh, alone last night. So I, I seriously probably watch this movie 25, 30 times a year. It's, this movie's actually really close to my heart. Like My parents were like in their 20s when this came out, so um, I just remember being a kid when this came out, and this shit was, it was badass. It was just really cool. They let me watch it. I remember getting really into it, being one of those people that kind of fell into the internet thing, and uh, I totally believed it too. And what they told Josh, Mike, and Heather to do, that, like in their contract, they had to like lay low for weeks. They had to like pretend they were dead. They're That's pay- insane too. Like the lengths, the lengths, like I said, the length that they went to to make this seem as real as possible, which is hilarious to me because – there, there's no way in hell if somebody found this footage, if this footage was actually real and somebody found it, there's no way in hell they're going to produce it as a movie. There's just no, <laughs> you know, what I mean, that's no way. It's technically a snuff film if it was real. Yeah. And but they do, but they did everything possible. You know what I mean? Like even in the, even in the when the movie starts, all it does is start up the logo of who basically produced the film. It just says blank text, the Blair Witch Project goes right into it there's no opening credits there's no music the only music that's in it is in the credits and that's very eerie music very ominous yes so they did so they got that bam that's gone you know what i mean and then just the found footage aspect of it is the only time that's been done i think was um it's a movie from the 80s i'm not sure exactly what it's called it's called uh cannibal something Cannibal uh, Holocaust. They didn't know about that movie when they wrote Blair Witch. And it's funny, and he said that if they knew about Hannibal Holocaust, he wouldn't have even made Blair Witch altogether. But yeah, I'm familiar with the movie. I've seen Cannibal Holocaust quite a few times. And with that movie, they had to, that they had a court case with Cannibal Holocaust, as a matter of fact. They had to like bring the director into court and have the actors that played in the movie show up to be like, yeah, I'm not dead. They thought it was a snuff film to that yeah. point. And that was in the 80s, too. But, there, I mean, again, there's no – if it was real. But people – yet what they did, people still believed it. The website, the backstories, and the length of them not having to talk to any media or pretend they're dead. Yeah. That's insane. And the directors also said they were looking on websites like IMBD or something. or you know, I don't know if Rotten Tomatoes was around yet or not. But – he said that people were writing that they were dead, and he didn't correct it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I mean, you that's going to up the sales. I mean, what dedication, though. I mean, that's that's a, an extent of going to make something seem as real. They as didn't really give us a full budget on that, too. They say it's like from 250000 to 500000 But even if you say it's that five hundred, I mean, what, dude? They made like two hundred and 
sixty something million. Was that what it was? They made. I think it was. It's uh, two hundred and forty-eight million. Yeah, dude, just under two fifty. And they Christ. only had to pay three people eight thousand dollars each. <laughs> right. And then when their acting is over, they took them to Denny's. <laughs> yeah, they did though. <laughs> That's they did. That was their reward. Is they took them to Denny's on Halloween. I'm guessing that. Uh, that was the only restaurant in town because I think the the town only has a population of like 180 people or something. It's a very, very small town. I've actually been there. Have you? Yeah. Yeah, my parents were so into this fucking movie that we went up there. Like I, We did a tr- like a trip for like the whole Upper East Coast, but we made a stop for that, believe it or not. And I'm, t- I'm not bullshitting you. I put this on everything. Now you remember the old cameras that you get, like the Polaroids, and then you, like you or not the Polaroid, but the ones you know you had to take in and you gotta wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was one of those. If you opened it up in light, it'd be fucked. Right, and this was in the summer, and it was hot, and it was probably just because it was in a fucking car. But all the pictures we took, of, like the graveyards and the church and shit, all the photos came out backwards. I shit you not, I can prove it to you. I'll post them of just the graveyard and or every photo in the town. Was it just the photos of the church and the graveyard that came back backwards? What do you mean came back backwards? Yeah, it came back. The image came flipped. Um, you know, and this, I'm saying this is probably like 2000, 2001 when this happened. So I don't know, man. I'm not sure if it was all of them, but it was quite a few of them. But we took a lot of pictures when we were in those areas. So pretty weird. Could have been the heat from the camera. Could have been whatever. I don't know. I don't know. You could have put the film in backwards of the person who developed it. I don't know. Um, I'm just at the age to where I started getting into this is that nobody used those anymore. It all became digital, so I have no idea. But that's very crazy situation. That's very wacky. You got some wacky film there. Yeah, so that's kind of kind of a neat aspect too um if you really think about it just it's supernatural but it's not like angels and demons necessarily like you're used to um or 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 ghosts it's like a a a witch that you're not seeing and another funny part of this movie when they're in that interview part when they're going around and they're like checking out the people that they're interviewing they go to this lady's house named mary brown and this lady was like real deal nuts like her house all josh heather and mike they thought it was like a like a prop like a like a stage set and they're like going through like filming all her fucking house and this girl is crazy she's the scariest looking thing in the movie oh yeah she was looking dude she was cuckoo yeah yeah she was nuts looking she was actually nuts too like that wasn't acting i'm pretty sure that that was just a real late that was a split that was how she really was like that yeah. was real that was she the said most she had real like 19 thing. different job titles <laughs> yeah because i think they put an ad out or something for people in town you said right mm-hmm. and then that's how they went and entered so they actually interviewed these people um but of course like the other people i'm sure they fed them some lines that are telling them what to do but this lady they just filmed this lady <laughs> they found these two guys that were fishing while they're interviewing i love those guys so <laughs> those are the two best people in the movie there's like a there's two guys and like they're fishing one's kind of more of like a serious buttoned up and he's like well supposedly a young girl had wandered off and then she came back onto her porch a few days later talking about there was a lady whose feet never touched the ground and this older dude was like I ain't no supposedly about it. She wanted off. <laughs> she, if you're going to tell the tale. And he's like, no. Nah. And then the old guy's like, I was down here fishing. 
and I seen like a white misty sort of thing coming out of the water that I couldn't identify. And the dude was like, hell, you were drinking. <laughs> I wasn't drinking. <laughs> it's like such a real combo, but like I don't know if that was scripted or not. I don't know, man. That's the thing. Like they this the way this was done, you can't you can't tell what was real and what wasn't some of the times. Because some of their reactions were real too. Because, like you said, all they gave them, the, what the directors did was every day they would just give them, like, a film canister or something. Because they had, a, I think it was a 16-millimeter or 8-millimeter camera, the big one. That's the one that you see in black and white. And mm-hmm. That's an, a very old-style camera, very old movie-like camera. And they would just give them film canisters, and they just gave them cards, like you said. And they wouldn't let each other see. So they're just going off cards. That's it. No lines. No nothing. That's like, pr- you're going to get real reactions, real authentic, you know, conversations and situations. You're like, making some good points, Ozark Mark. It's pretty wild to think that you can take people and kind of put them in them crazy conditions without not knowing, because you are going to get very real reactions, very authentic reactions, if you're not going to let them have a broad scope of what's actually going on. Now, could you get away with doing that in a movie these days? I don't know. I mean, maybe with young actors like i said very reminiscent of texas chainsaw to me most of the actors and actresses on texas chainsaw they didn't make any money like even in the long run and think about how well that movie did the texas chainsaw massacre blair witch project same kind of thing these guys get paid a little bit from conventions and things like that but for how much movie money that fucking movie made these people should be set for life especially since they use their real name like, there should be some likeness and some all kind of shit. Now, they have good lives. Like, Heather, she, I think she actually got into, like, weed growing, and she does some weed growing. I think she had, like, a fucking book or something to that nature. I know Josh, she's still doing acting heavy, and then I think Mike does acting classes up in New York. So that's pretty cool, man. I mean, I'm glad that they're okay, but still, they should be a little bit better. I hope they hit the conventions hard because people will seriously pay them good fucking money. And if they get in the circuit, the horror circuit again, I guarantee some director or some fucking, I mean, even Shudder or whoever the fuck it will be will throw them some bread to do something with these people. I mean, they're kind of sitting on gold there. Yeah. They were, I mean, they deserve uh, to be higher up than they are. They are in my book. They do. I mean, they they really, uh, they're at that hungry stage too. I think that's why you got such a good performance out of them. Because they're still hungry. Yeah, I mean, like, are you going to be able to get Leonardo DiCaprio and Scarlett Johansson and fucking Sandra Bullock to make that? No fucking way. They tell no. you to eat their ass. Eat my ass, dog. I ain't sitting in the woods. That's how, That's what Sandra <laughs> Bullock would say. <laughs> I, could, I thought that was Sandra Bullock for a second there, how good that impression was. Hey, well, people give me that. Like, I've been practicing her a lot. She does. You remember that one movie? She was like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Yes, I know exactly what movie you're talking about. Dude, that's dead on. Yeah, she had the blindfold on. And if we put a wig on you, you could probably pass as Sandra Bullock. I've got that too. I got. I think it's the cheekbones. No, you you got weak ass cheekbones. I think it's more of your uh, your the lines on your forehead. I think match very well with her. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure. I want to. I want to get a sculpture made of my head. I feel like that was more prevalent back in the day. Like, you know, you get a sculpture of your head. You don't want a sculpture of your head? 
I want a sculpture of my head. Yeah, man, it'll live on forever. You never know who will have it. Maybe in like 400 years, some kids are playing with it. I want a statue instead. Oh, a statue, like naked? Yeah. Showing your junk and everything? Oh, yeah. Are, they, are you going to beef it up a little? Oh, yeah, I'm going to get, I'm gonna get oh, it okay. like, I'm gonna get it chubby. I'm gonna get some. I'm gonna get some hang. No, I'm I saying going I, in, I ain't going in there with like an after pool dick or something like that. Are you gonna tell the sculptor though to add a little? You know, no, to, I don't. Try, hey, listen, pal. Okay, I'll need no extra inches here. I know, but just even if, even if, just to be extra, you know, to be extra, extra. You know what I mean? Just put like a 16 inch dong on there. Nah, not a big deal. I mean, 15's the max, but not 16. Well, I'm just saying if you're making a statue, okay, are you going to, like, bulk your muscles up more? I'm saying if you make a statue of yourself, you should be, like, 240, but, like, all muscle, okay? And then just, like, a wang to, like, your kneecap, you know. That's just the statue. It'll live on forever, and they'll be like, I don't know who that guy is. It says Ozark. That guy must have been a badass. He wrestled bears. I don't know. Do you ever really think of who that person was when you see him in a statue, I guess? No. No. I really don't pay attention to statues. Actually, a statue is a bad idea because nobody cares about statues now that I think about it. And they'll end up tearing me down anyway like they tear down all the other statues. Like these they days. did Rocky. Yeah. They tore down. Did they tear? Wait, well, hold on a second. Go back. Did they tear down Rocky? Like no, a, they didn't. Like, they, they, Philadelphia people prize that, take like, pride in that statue. They ain't going to tear down Rocky. They did in the movie, remember? Oh, they did in, oh, in the movie? Yeah. But oh, they, okay. Now that makes sense of what you're talking here. I think that was Rocky Five when he lost all his shit and he had to sell everything and then he put back on his hat and he started talking more like this again, you know? I'm going to smoke cigarettes again. I would like to smoke cigarettes. Oh, no, I'm just a fighter. I don't know, you know, I'm just a fighter. I'm over here. Do you think for a split second, Mark, uh-huh. that if these three people hit the horror scene hard that they wouldn't be employed very fucking fast? I think they're... Well, they had trouble finding employment because of this. Because they stepped out of the horror realm, dog. Oh, is that what they tried to do? Yeah, they wanted to be too serious. I mean, Heather got a role with, like, Freddie Prince Jr., and, like, they did some movies now, but if they went back to horror, we would accept them. Yeah. They would have a They comfy. don't seem like the horror kind of actor people, though. I mean... They need to get there. They, If they were smart, they would have. They would have had an actual acting career, which well, Josh still does, but maybe a better acting career. No offense shit. to him. No offense to him, but you know, I mean, he'd be way more popular in the in the horror world. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I don't know, man. It's maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, because it's one of those things where that Blair Witch is gonna follow them forever. Like they are known as the Blair Witch people. That I don't think they're ever going to overcome that title. They need to do a new take. Like with cell phones, okay, and call it like the Motown Wizard, where they get caught in Detroit, and it's and not uh, a witch. It's a, it's a it's a warlock. Remember? Oh, it's a warlock. Yeah, your boy told yeah. us that uh, yeah, male witches are warlocks. Okay. So then, what the fuck are wizards then? I don't know. What do wizards do? Uh, well, they is definitely that a, is that a good warlock or what? I don't know. I mean. How do you how do you bump up the Gandalf levels? I don't even know what those are. Oh, I mean, he's a wizard. So let's just say it's the Motown warlock. No, that doesn't sound as good. So we're gonna have to find a different city in a different location. Okay? How about um the Winnipeg warlock? The Winnipeg warlock story, where these guys are downtown. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, some freaky shit starts happening. They can make a good sequel. I'd go see it. I'd pay for it. 
Look, didn't man. they didn't they try to make a Blair Witch uh, sequel or a second one? Like, well, they did. They uh, directly a year afterwards, and it's like not good at all. There's one at what? What's the 2016 one? Isn't there one in 2016? Oh, dude, they tried to don't look. They tried to remake it, and it was just hot trash. Well, it was like kind of like a. Well, they tried to take a modern take, or I thought or it was no, people. It was like a part two. Like they looked for Heather and everybody. They were going to look for her. It was like Heather's fucking family member. Yeah, they did the same concept with uh, Grave Encounters. I don't know if you've ever seen that. It was on Netflix many years ago. I don't think I have. You never seen Grave Encounters? It's funny. I, I'm not going to go into the whole thing because it's a very actually it's actually very a complex pay attention type of movie both that one and two but it's the same concept where it's except these guys are ghost hunters and they're going to this hospital but it's actually like another dimension and they can't get out of the hospital then they die there that's the summary of the first one the second one is some kid goes looking for them he gets trapped in the hospital but he escapes and then he makes a movie about them finding them and whatnot so it's the same concept okay but it actually kind of worked for that um, but the Blair Witch, the second one, did not work for that. No, especially because they showed the witch in the second one. Like, what are you doing? The scariest part of the first Blair Witch was the last 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last 10 seconds when Mike is in the corner, Heather's losing her mind, the camera drops. That's it. So you don't know if the witch got him or that one person, because they told a story about two different things didn't it? they yeah there was there was a man who was a killer who killed all these fucking kids back in the day and he said he would stand him in the corner because he couldn't take the eyes on him and then like when heather finally found mike in this like abandoned house's basement he was standing in the corner and then she's freaking out like mark said and then boom camera hits the ground and it's just that's it that's the end of the movie that's all you get yeah, and then they and then it pops up the credits, which have a director, executive producer, and all this, and people still thought it was real, which is hilarious. But that's how good of a job they did, dude. They tricked, they tricked everybody. They tricked the world, basically. They did, dude. Tricking the world—that's absolutely crazy. I don't even know. I, I mean, you would, you can't know that something's gonna work, but they went for something, dude, and they nailed it. I mean, they nailed it, and they got rich. They got rich as hell. That's, I mean, that would be a cool thing, like, if you're, like, set for life, and you're like, yep, you know what pay for this house? The Blair Witch Project. You know what pay for this job? Three jerk-offs in the woods. I really do hope that um, one of them does a horror movie, especially Mike, because I feel like Heather's kind of content with what she's doing. I think Josh has a little career, but Mike does, like, acting classes. He should do a fucking scary movie. Somebody should hire him to do a scary movie because I think he did a great job. He was a good actor. He says, I kicked that fucking map in the creek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> they got pissed at him. I love when he starts singing the Pledge of Allegiance because that's totally something <laughs> we would do if we're pissed off and someone said that. Not in America. This is America. And America. just irritate America. America. It was freaking out. They they eventually start losing their mind because the first day or two, they're really doing their documentary shit. I mean, they're a little upset because they feel like they're not on the beaten path and they start to give Heather some shit because she's the one that's at the helm of all this. She's the one kind of calling the shots. So they start to get pissed. They start yelling 
And then by the last couple days, man, I mean, they wake up one morning, uh, and there's piles of rocks all, all around their tent, real freaky-like. Um, one night, their tent gets shoken up, and they have to, like, run through the woods. And then at one point throughout the day when they're walking, they find, like, all these... I'm sure you've seen the Blair Witch symbol, like the stick figure symbol. They find all these fucking things made out of sticks and twigs. They're like laced all throughout the woods. And it's really freaky. I mean, if you were to be in the woods walking and lost and you found a bunch of shit like that, you would be like, what in the fuck is this? Yeah. We are going to die. We need to get out of here. Yeah. Would you have considered climbing a really tall tree and then looking for a break in the trees? I thought about that because I because I'm thinking because here's the thing like one thing that left me satisfied uh, thinking that this is more real what made it seem real because you know in a horror movie you know people do stupid things and it makes you realize they're a horror movie right yes everything they did I can't think of anything better something that they couldn't do they like they tried everything that i feel like you or me would have done the same exact thing yeah yeah you know i mean we do we would have tried to f- fuck the map but we, the map ain't working so we said fuck the map we'll get pissed and throw the map we would they, have followed uh, the river we would have followed the river that's a very logical thing and then we had a compass so if that doesn't work it's like all right south didn't work uh you know, when they circle around, because what happens is they, they start, I guess once you cross those stick figures, you go into the Blair Witch's realm or whatever the fuck it is, and you're not getting out of the woods. No. You're just going to go in a bunch of circles all the time. So they they were going south, and then they realized they went in a circle all day. So they're just defeated. But then the next day, <laughs> Heather's like, Heather and Mike are talking. They're like, well, south didn't work. Should we try east? And at that point, Josh is missing. Yeah. Like they wake up and Josh is missing. Yeah. And then Mike, again, this is something, this is just a real reaction I feel like you and I would say. Just defeated, hungry, cold. Well, which way is the Wicked Witch? Is that west? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the Wicked Witch of the West. All right, well, let's try east. <laughs> you know what? You know what part got me with that was like, it's just Heather and Mike. Josh is missing. These people are just ready to fucking die. You could just see it. Oh, yeah. And then, like, you look over, and Mike's, like, kind of rocking back and forth, and he's smoking a cigarette, and he's like, I found a couple smokes in the bottom of my bag. I'm still alive because I'm smoking. Yeah. And it's like, damn, dog. Like, that would be some shit, like, a human being would say. Like, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you oh, would, yeah. Like, just trying to lighten the mood, but, like, there's not much to lighten. No. I would have definitely, like, in my bias, I feel like these people weren't as smart as myself even though we would probably reach the same outcome because water has to come from somewhere it doesn't there's no circle rivers well there is in the Blair Witch of course but right I mean thinking about it logically yes so that's what they did you know water has to come from somewhere I would have like literally walked in the river yeah (laughs) like huh oh yeah I would have walked in the river like he's I don't know trying to climb a tree line but that's that's one thing that they did in the second Blair Witch, the the two tw- the, no, the 2016 one, because they had a drone, so they had that idea, which was you know look for a break in the trees. And there's nothing. There's nothing. It was just all trees. That's it. But yeah, I think I definitely would have tried to. Cl- that's an option I would have tried. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I definitely would have tried for that. But 
no luck, you know. Like uh, uh, analyzing the movie, like it makes me, fr- it's like freaked, it freaks me out to even think about it. Like, you know, because that's, damn, dude, like we just got lost in the woods and we fucking died. And like in the middle of the night, they start hearing noises and shit. And like at first, the first night, they're like, I don't know what that is. Or like second night, they're like, I don't know what that is. But then the third night, they're like, is it deer? He's like, that's not fucking deer, man. That sounds like the same shit that was from the night before. Mm-hmm. And then, like, just reality starts to kick in. And then Heather the next day is like, what do you think that was last night? And Josh was like, personally, I think it was somebody fucking with your head. <laughs> He's like, she's like, well, how would people know we're out here? He's like, I don't know, man. You ever seen Deliverance? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like, he just kind of accepted, like, somebody's fucking with us, and they do not want us here. Let's get out. Oh, yeah. Mike is like, I don't want if it's locals. I ain't trying to fuck with locals. And if it's not locals, I ain't trying to fuck with that either. <laughs> yeah, that was such a real thing, too. It is. I'm telling you. Like, I, you can relate to them so much because they're doing exactly what you would probably do in this situation. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? There's Again, there's nothing, you know, they hear their friends screaming in a house. If one of our friends, if, if you and me and somebody else was with us and they went missing, would you go towards that sound? Of them screaming? Yeah, yeah. like if your friend's in danger, like even if, too, especially if you're like, dude, there might be ghosts, there might be whatever, but like I'm not going to let my man Ozark Mark just die by himself by some ghost creature. Like, Well, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been there. I would have been I would have been one of the survivors. They ain't taking me. Well, let's just say if they were to have gotten you, I wouldn't have let you go out like, no, bitch, we'll go out like a bitch together. Like I'm going to come with you and I'm going you know, to try to save you. And... So yeah, and if you're not exactly sure, you know, like you said, you, they hear him in the middle of the night. They hear him, or they hear him screaming, and this is like kind of the final night. And I mean, what what else do you do? You gotta find him. You yeah. gotta go save him. And then they end end up stumbling on this house, and then like obviously, like we said, they they go in the basement, and Mike's in the corner, and then Heather gets her fucking shit kicked in, and she just bam, end of movie. It was so abrupt. Now. I do think nowadays, since people are used to cell phone footage, this movie might be able to pick back up and scare kind of a younger audience more so than it would in like the late 2000s because we were used to such good shots and such good pictures. Whereas now, I think everybody's so used to, hey man, let's film this on my phone. Somebody could watch this and be like, holy shit. A shaky cam is is a regular thing now. You ever see TV shows? I don't know if you noticed it or not. There's a lot of sitcoms are done with just shaky handheld footage. A lot of your like newer sitcoms and stuff, you know, like the like like The Office, for example, it's done with shaky camera movement. Yeah, yeah. You, I don't know if you ever noticed it or not, but it 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 it's kind of irritating if I'm not wanting to watch it. Like if I watch The Blair Witch, I know I'm going to get shaky camera footage, right? Yes. But when I'm watching a sitcom, I don't want it just sitcom, and like it kind of makes you sick. Yeah, give me some regular stuff here. Which is funny about that. That's one of the complaints they got about the movie is people complained about the shaky camera movement because they weren't used to it back then, and they complained and tried to get their money back, <laughs> which is hilarious. Like, no, you you just watched like the whole thing. Like, it's not my fault you got sick. Yeah, you stupid suck. ass. Do you go sue the roller coaster if that makes you puke? No, people are dumb. People are really fucking dumb, Christian Ramey. 
They are Ozark, Mark, but that's okay because for the, for some of the dumb people out there, I think we can educate some of these people. Well, how the hell would we do that? Well, I'll tell you. <laughs> What do you know, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages and genders and sizes and the, you know, curves. This is the what do you know here. What do you know? We're here to tell you something that you may or may not know about this movie here. Check this out, right? I got a fact. Please tell me what you know. I'll tell you what you know right now here. Check this. No, no, what I know, not what you know, I know. So, uh... Later in the movie, it's towards like the most final days. This is after Josh, the ponytail guy, gets taken, right? Yeah. They don't know where he is. Yeah, yeah. But they hear his screams. Okay. And in the movie, when you hear his screaming, even out in the distance or wherever, and then that creepy uh, pedo house there, looking house. He was having sex? No, pet, no, pedo looking house. I'm not saying there's a pedo in there. I'm saying it's a pedo looking house. Because he's an adult. You've seen that house, yeah. and you're looking at it like I'm pretty sure a kid got diddled in there at least once or twice. There was some diddles. There was a double diddles with the diddler. Diddler diddles in the diddlet house, but anyway, enough with the diddler house here. Um, you hear Josh screams, and in the movie, they sound like it's actually Josh screaming, like he's off camera screaming or something. Yeah, it was him screaming. Yeah, I no, heard it. Yeah, yeah, well, it technically was him screaming because they had a boom box. And they played his screams. They recorded him screaming, and they played it through a boombox. Because you know, hey, he's gone. He's offset. I ain't gonna pay this guy another thousand dollars just to scream in the woods. What that are you didn't crazy? sound like no boombox. I know. That's because these people, they got a fantastic producer like this fucking show has, and you can make it with you know the EQs and the compressions and the noise gates and the, all the stuff you guys already know. The seven bands, the low, high, mids, high mids, all that stuff. You make it sound fantastic. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's all I know, though. That, that, that's all I got here. You know, I know a little, little something here. Oh, do you now? Why don't you uh, share with the rest of the fucking class, sir? Okay, so let me tell you what I know here. What do you know here? So there's a part in the movie where these people get, you know, they're sleeping in a tent. Then the tent starts shaking. You remember they hear babies and shit outside the tent. So they start running for their lives, Okay. And they're hiding in the fucking woods. And they don't go back to the tent till it's daylight. And they look and the tent's all fucking ransacked. There's stuff's all over the floor. All over the ground. And then Josh Ponytail Guy says he finds the stuff. And then Mike's like, yo, what's that on your stuff? It looks like slime. He says, it's not slime, man. It's water. He's like, oh, no, no, fuck. That is slime, man. And he touches it. So what they used for the infamous slime in the scene was just your traditional KY jelly lubricant. For sexual activities, but it wasn't for sexual activities. It was witch goo. It was. F- <laughs> it was witch goo. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Don't get the witch goo. And he got the witch goo on him, and that's why she picked him. She wanted to slime him. They should, you know, KY Jelly should come out with a brand called Witch Goo. Yeah. <laughs> 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 when you want to get spicy, put some witch glue on you. It not would, glue. No. Which glue? <laughs> not glue, you ass. If you put which glue. No, no, the the big old WG, which glue. 
Which goo is are you this? Tellin- <laughs> are you telling me around Halloween it wouldn't make a killing? We need to copy that right now. The Sloppy Horror Podcast is coming out with which goo. <laughs> when I go to the subway, hey, put that sandwich goo all over. We got to make it glow in the dark, too. Sandwiches? Sandwiches. Sandwiches. I like it on sandwiches. Sandwiches? Is that all you know? You got another fact here. No, that's all I know. Oh, hey, I, you know I got a fact here real quick, something you may not know. Now, yeah. you were talking about the scene where they're running from the tent. Yeah. First things first, that scene, they had to do that like five times because they kept fucking it up. But they were supposed to look at this figure that they made. They made a big standing stick figure out of like wrapped in gauze. Right, oh. and you see it too. Heather's like going, "What is that? What the fuck is that?" Ah! But the the camera never pans to see the figure, so we missed the figure. That's bull. they did it five times, and they still can't get the fucking figure. These fucking amateurs, but they did a good job. Though. It might have might have been weird if if it was in there. You know what I thought about that, and it's even creepier. Screaming, her yelling, "What the fuck is that? What the fuck is that?" Without and, seeing it. And not seeing it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit more creepy there. So look at these facts. Now you fellas and ladies know these facts about these movies that you may or may not have known. So now you know what we know. We know together. We just had a weenogasm there. Ah. Wow, Mark. What informative stuff. I appreciate that. We're fucking educating the shit out of these people, I'm telling you. Yeah, man. I'm telling you. You you know, we're wrapping up with what do you know and and that segment, but it's like we cannot, we cannot get away with talking about this movie without rating it. You're aware of that, correct? Sloppy Horror Rating, baby, yeah! We got to rate this bitch, Christian Ramey. So let's go on to the first category in your rating system, which is casting. So you got just uh, the three of them. Well, then I guess plus the people that you're uh, interviewing. You know, I can look at you can go all different kinds of ways with this. But in my honest opinion, I'm going to say three because I don't think any other actors except for these three, Heather, Mike and Josh. And even the people that they interviewed, I don't think this movie would have worked if it was any other way. And I think these people fucking made it. I think it was perfect casting. Absolutely. I think it's a three out of three. Yeah. You believe everyone. Mm-hmm. You know what the what they uh, said they did um, for the casting? Uh, first, they, you know, they put an ad in the paper real quick, and they said, you know, they, they explained what it was. So the first thing they'd say when people walk in is they say, you just in, you've just been in jail for nine years. This is your parole hearing. What are you going to – why should we let you out? And if they hesitated even for a second, like that's the first thing they said to them. They didn't say hi or hello or I want you to start here. That's what you're doing. That's what they said. If they hesitated for even a second, they say it's done. So apparently that's how they got Heather, Mike, and Josh is when they walked in there, they didn't hesitate at all. And I tell you what, it shows because they didn't hesitate at all. Three out of three for casting. Yep. I completely agree with you with that. That's a very good rating. So we got three out of ten right now. Now we're going on to the next category in the Sloppy Hori rating. Yeah. And that is uh, 
um, kills. Yeah, and let's be honest, it's pretty weak in this movie. We don't have any, like, really on-screen deaths. We just have some kind of abrupt camera drops. We have some off-camera kills. So, really, we have to give this a half a point on kills. Half a point. No, I agree with that. You don't see any of the kills. Mm-hmm. You're just, all you know is that they the, these people died. You know that there's kills in here. Mm-hmm. You don't see any of them. You yes. don't know when it happens, but you know that they're dead. So If that's your favorite category in rating a horror movie, this will not be your movie. But you might still enjoy it. So, so that's uh, 3.5 out of 10. We got one category left, and that is... Well, we have uh, one more three-point category. Right. That's what, I'm sa- that's what I said. We got two more categories. One of them is three points. One of them is one point. We're going on to the yeah. three-point, which is... Fear. Let's see. How scary is this movie? Real fucking scary, especially for the time it came out. This is another three out of three. I mean, hands down, this movie changed movies. People thought these people were actually dead. These actors and actresses got, their parents got sympathy cards. Like, I'm sorry about the loss of your child. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, this fucked people up. It's still talked about. It's, it became a culture phenomenon. It was mentioned everywhere. Most everyone you know have seen this movie, especially if they're over the age of 25. I'm pretty sure you've seen The Blair Witch Project. Like, this is... Even people who don't really like horror watch have seen this movie. And I don't know, man. For it to, to captivate audiences like that, it definitely had to be scary. It definitely was groundbreaking. That's a 3 out of 3 too, Mark. Absolutely. I pretty much agree with you. I'm saying it's still kind of watching it alone at night, no matter where you are in certain mm-hmm. in certain scenes, it still kind of freaks you out. And, you know, it even freaked the directors out. And they're the one that fucking made the movie. He said uh, one of the directors for the 25th anniversary or the 20th anniversary, he was talking about it. And he said when he was in the studio editing that final house scene. Like he started hearing noises in the studio, he said, "No, I'm, I'm." It freaked that scene just freaked him out. He's like, Jesus. "Nope, I'm out." And then he left, and he was there. He filmed the damn thing. He was probably the one that hit Heather in the head or something, and that still freaks out the person editing it. Like that, that is scary shit, sir. <laughs> that is very scary, man. So now we're on to six point five out of ten. I believe, and we got one category left, and that is do Christian Ramey fucks with it. So Christian Ramey, do you fucks with this movie? Absolutely. Better, you've seen it like 25 fucking times, you said. A, A year. year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, this it's, is, if you had to, like, if I died and I could ask, because I will, I'll ask God which which movies have I watched the most. And, uh, like, the ticker for this one, it definitely has to be in my top, probably top three but definitely top five. I've just loved this fucking movie, and I know not everybody agrees, and that's okay. And like I said, I do hold it close to my heart. It, I just, it just was a part of me growing up, and um, yeah, definitely fucks with it. So what's that at? Seven and a half. That's seven and a half. Yeah, seven and a half out of ten. I think that's a solid score for the Blair Witch Project. I think it's a pretty good score. Yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. And this, this sloppy horror rating, I'm telling you, is pretty fucking accurate. Yeah, it's pretty fail. You know, it's a fail-safe program here. Now we do have some exciting, 
exciting news for you guys going on. So, like I said, we've been upgrading the studio here, and very soon, these audio episodes will be available on YouTube with some video. So, for you guys that want to watch our stupid faces, you can do that now, okay? Not right now, but you will very soon. Like I'm saying, matter of a couple days, maybe some weeks here, but we're up and rolling, okay? Ozark Mark's the best producer in the whole damn world. That's right, I am. And he's just making this shit happen. That's so, right. No, you got you got to be modest. You got to say no. Don't don't say that. All right, sorry, sorry. Do it, do it again. And and that's it, because I know Ozark Mark's the best damn producer in the world. Oh, stop, man. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm like okay. I mean, I try. You no, know, no, no, no. Damn not, right, Jar. You're the best I damn I producer. Just, I just give it my all and I go for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't let anybody judge me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't. I. 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 I am chasing my dream. Don't you hate that, like fake modesty, when somebody would do that just to be like that, just to explain like that, like, oh no, not me. I myself just am a human being who just tries to, like that happens a lot. It's just like, will you shut the fuck up and knock it off? All right, so we're gonna have some video for you boys and girls, so that'd be a lot more interactive, and that's going to spark and alive our YouTube channel again. And, you know, I, I just want to make sure that we have stuff available for all of you. Um, we're trying to get our platforms all in line. And uh, you're just going to start to notice big things coming out. Um, and we love your guys' feedback. I notice a lot of you guys are listening from all across the planet. So get to us on our, you know, our email, sloppyhorrorpodcast at outlook.com. You can get to us, uh, you know, at Twitter. And that's at horror sloppy. Uh, that's our handle there. And then we're all over. You can find us on Facebook, you know, wherever you want to be, okay? You could find us. I want you to message us and say, hey, I want to hear an episode about this. Or, hey, I hate you guys. Hey, give me a t-shirt. Whatever kind of stuff you're asking for, I want to hear it, and I want to know where you're from. And what do you want to know, Ozark Mark? He wants to know what you're wearing. That's right. Nobody has done that yet. So somebody do it. And the first person that does it, um, you get merch. Yeah, I'll I'll reward you with something. We'll write we'll write your name down on a little sticky note somewhere in this bitch, and uh, we will send you a, a a fantastic T-shirt. But that's only for the first person. If you're the second person, well, you fucking took too long, dude. My bad. What do you want me to do? Now I know I know that you guys might think, wow, you guys are some foul mouthed little fuckers. Well, this is a horror movie podcast, and. If you're watching The Blair Witch Project, I'm assuming you don't care too much about profanity. Once again, I can't articulate myself without using profanity, but I choose to fucking not. I like to. So, we're... No, no, no. Let me let me finish my thought here, Mark. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But what, I, what I'm saying to you is, we can cuss, and we can be a tad raunchy, but that's not... This is just your run-of-the-mill Ozark Mark and Christian Ramey. Very soon, we're going to have a tad more, let's just say, wild content on our Patreon. So for some of you maybe depraved human beings, for some of you weirdos out there, and this isn't sexual, this isn't sexual Ozark Mark and Christian, but this is just kind of Christian and Ozark going a little wild. We're going to have some content up on the, you know, up on the Patreon, some fun stuff on there, so, you know. Show us some love. Help us out here. And we're going to get... We're Just big things are in the future. We're very excited, guys. So please give us a little feedback. We'd love to hear back from you. 
What about you, Ozark Mark? Besides what they're wearing, what do you want? Hey guys, it's me, Ozark Mark, and this is Christian Ramey, and this is the Sloppy Horror Podcast, and we'd like to talk about horror movies, and we could get a little bit raunchy at times, but it's great fun. Sometimes we can get a little wacky. <laughs> Everybody's. You can't take us anywhere. <laughs> Everybody's podcast commercial is so bad, man. It is. It I don't, is. No, look, I don't want to bash other people. I'm sorry, but. Uh, you're a, yeah, you're being a hater, Ozark Mark. Uh, look, I'm, I'm the biggest hater, but uh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. You, you, uh, uh, it, they all do the same thing, and uh, it's fun to make fun of that. But uh, Christian Ramey, I'll tell you another thing. Um, if you were ever going to uh, the woods for three days to film a documentary on something stupid, yeah, and uh, I didn't go, uh, do not call me to let your dogs out again. Okay, okay, I'm. They going do to. not. <laughs> your little dog uh, Chihuahua Thor does not like me. Thor whatsoever. Loves you. No, he does not. He's man. playing hard to get. I was here for thirty minutes. That dog barked constantly. <laughs> <laughs> he did not shut up. And I freed the little fucker from a cage. Like I gave you freedom, and you're gonna bitch at me? Like what the hell? What a jerk. He wouldn't even go outside to pee, dude. Like, he just sat there on the couch and just barked. I'm serious. He did not stop barking. And then, you know, Lexi, she's a sweetheart. Um, yep. The other dog. She was just, you know, you know how when you were in school and you used to take a pencil and make it fucking wiggle and look like rubber? Yeah. That's what she was doing with her body the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just getting the Gumby wiggle on, running in and out of the house, which, you know, I, I guess she went potty or at one point but then it came back to the point where i had to get them both in their crates and you were at a wedding this time and you wouldn't answer the phone but uh lexi went into her crate no problem thor however was still barking and would not let me get here near him whatsoever dude i tried everything i tried like little pieces of crackers like the lure him <laughs> in there like the old school trail just hoping he would follow that that didn't work <laughs> and I'm trying to I just got tired of it so I started chasing him like I thought I was like dude it's a little chihuahua like you know what I mean I'm just gonna come up and grab you and then put you in a crate but he kept running away from me and he's a quick little fucker dude but you have a house where it's just a, a, a you know the center stairs and you can go around in a circle yeah I chased him all around the circle, cut him off halfway, and he would just start, like, <laughs> go the other way. I tried to lure him in there, and then it's to the point where, like, all right, dude, I'm not terrorizing your dog anymore. Like, I just left. I was like, look, dude, uh, Lexi's in a crate. Thor won't let me go near him, uh, and that's all I got for you. <laughs> nah, it's okay. He's, he's older. He's fucking weird. He's fucking weird. Well, that's okay. You can watch my kids next time. We'll take the dogs. It's just I, I don't think you want me to watch your kids, man. You'll do a bang up job. You'll do a bang up job. You'll be a real serious dad. No, I won't. Yeah, you... No sugar after seven PM. What is this? The funny farm. <laughs> the funny farm. <laughs> I had it with all this damn malarkey. Now get up there and say your prayers, go to bed. You've had five minutes. <laughs> don't 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 bring that back, damn it. I just got over that. <laughs> <laughs> don't bring that back so I'll, I'll, I'll tell you little boys and girls I thank you guys so much for checking us out here at the Sloppy Horror Podcast and um, 
You better come back next week, especially if you like clowns. And that's all I'm really going to give you. You're lucky I give you any kind of little flavor there. So my clown fans, where you at? You better be back next Monday to watch this damn episode. And hopefully, let's hope we have some video for it. But if not, I really am confident that the following week we can have some uh, video content up there. And then we're just going to... We're going to get wacky and wild. <laughs> you know what? You can't bring us anywhere because we're just so insane. Yeah, One time we had a whole 12-pack of Code Red Mountain Dew. <laughs> Will you shut the fuck up? Jesus Christ. I like movies. <laughs> some t- some Hey, Sometimes I, we've stayed up to watch movies till like uh, it was like four in the morning one time, and it was crazy. <laughs> it was not, and it was way past Listen, bedtime. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> it, 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 bedtime was like way late. We didn't wake up till late that day. <laughs> um, you guys like that kind of stuff? Where we talk like that? I think that I look. Just don't man, I don't. I really don't know what to do at this point. I feel like Ricky Bobby. I'm not. I don't know what to do with my hands right now because you just. I don't know what you. How you just did. <laughs> so you can't take us anywhere, man. <laughs> All right. Ooh, that's it. Yo, wow. um, that's it. I'm leaving. Goodbye. Hey, what, what guys? <laughs>